glad to see everybody here again tonight. We're not used to this, so we're running late. Got to get all of our stuff together, but it's good to have everybody out tonight. I uh, had a good day today. That was a good sermon today. I enjoyed that. That was that was right on right it was right down the line of what needed to be said today so I appreciate that and uh, we had a good day today with my son was here with us today and uh, he got a, I was telling brother Erickson he had the opportunity to listen to me and his mother <clears throat> testify to him for the rest of the day until he went home so we've said our testimony so much that I can say it in the car and then when I get home I can uh, I was in the other room and she's telling him and it's almost the exact same testimony and I never heard him once say yeah dad already said that he just he just had to listen to it again but uh <laughs> but uh you know he's in he's in that he's in that deal you know right now of uh struggling and uh telling the pastor you know he's on that fine line between letting this turn him into a victim and always feeling sorry for himself or he can consider today a very blessed day and that's what I want him to consider today was a good day anytime you can come into the house of God and hear truth preached to you and stir up your spirit and stir up your belief in God and let somebody uh, tell you that there's a better way and there's a hope for the future and that God can do all those things for you that's a blessed day and he don't he doesn't realize it now but he is a very blessed person to have to have heard the Word of God today and uh, and it's so true, and it's so real, and uh, God is so faithful, and uh, your prayers do not go unanswered, and, and like the song says, even when you can't see it, God is working, and he's going to use any kind of circumstance to get a hold of you, and uh, he's so faithful and true. I believe in God so much. I believe in God more than I believe in anything else in this world is the belief in God, and I, I, am, I am so happy to be living this life. I uh, I uh, was reading a deal today that was talking about how many millions of Christians there are in the world, and uh, I looked up the definition of Christian, and here's the simple the simple deal to it today. I looked up the the the, de- the simple Webster's Dictionary of a Christian who is one who believes in Jesus, and the word Christian is in the Bible and the New Testament, I believe, on three occasions, and then you look up the word disciple, and it says one who embraces and assists and the spreading and teaching of another. So being a Christian, disciple, means that I not only believe it, as I spread that truth, and I spread that gospel, that's what makes me a disciple. And that, that word, I believe, is in the New Testament over 200 times. So there's a lot of people in this world that can say they're a Christian, but there's not so many that can say they're a disciple of Jesus. And that's what I want to be. I want to be a disciple this is too good to keep to myself. So I want to grow in God and I want to be willing to let God use me for his purpose and his will, which is to save everybody. And that's what we're going to do and that's what we're doing here tonight is we're preparing ourselves to reach a world out there that's lost. So we've got to put our whole heart into this. We've got to put our whole mind into this tonight. And we, we need to worship God and get a hold of that spirit of God and listen to the preaching and let this go into our minds and in our hearts. And tomorrow we can take that on our daily life. And we can spread this gospel. And we can be a true disciple. A true disciple. You know, I get tired of going through the motions. I want to be a true disciple. I want to get to that point to say they're worth it. They're worth my time. When it says die daily. When it says to pick up your cross. 
It's not talking about just giving your uh, natural life, but I want to die. I want I want to give my Thursday night to somebody. I want to give my Saturday afternoon to somebody. I want to give part of my life and let part of my life that I want to live die so I can help someone else live a life for God. And that's my plan, and that's what I want to do, and each one of us should want to do that, and we'll truly be a disciple. So let's stand. Let's give God some glory. Let's thank him for what he's done for us today. I love you. Praise your mighty name. Of course, let's continue to remember Sister Nance tonight. And uh, I haven't heard how she's doing, but let's remember her. Yes. Okay, let's keep praying for her. She's still in the hospital. They're going to keep on testing her. And uh, let's pray that God moves on her and strengthens her and comforts her tonight. And uh, he, he, he won't leave you alone. You'll be right there by her tonight. So let's pray that God helps her out tonight. And let's continue to pray for uh, Tree Brown tonight. Uh, she was, she's the lady that brings, would bring her mother in there in the back and sit down and, and uh, listen to the preaching. So let's pray for her. Her mother's passed on. So let's pray that God comforts her. We prayed for Bobby Dawes this morning. And he's here. So let's thank God for that. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Yes. Bobby's feeling better. He said his... his Feeling better meter was up a good what quarter of an inch, half an inch. I don't know where, I don't know how much that meter is, but he was that much better than he was. Anybody else? Yes. Just continue praying for Paulette. Yes, pray for Pauletta still, yes. Pray for my son that was here today, his wife, my little grandson. Yes. Yes. Yes, and they still, some of them still have COVID, so pray for them. All of our families, all of our friends that are lost today, pray for them. Pray for this church, pray for this service tonight. God anoints it. That's it. Anybody else? Yes. Pray for Andrea. She's feeling the call yes. of God, and she's struggling. Yes, pray. pray. Yes, yeah, God will work you over. He won't let you go easy. It's going to be a fight. That's God, right. pray for, pray for victory. Yes. Yes, Renee's mother. Remember her. Needs God's healing. Anybody else? That's all. That's, yes. Yeah. Remember Brian. Yeah. Pray that he finds his way to this house. Yes. All right. Let's take these needs to the Lord. We love you, Jesus.
Jesus, we pray. Oh, I love you, God. Brother Isaac, would you take an offering?
Lord is worthy, the Lord is worthy. The Lord is worthy, the Lord is worthy. Tonight we got a right to shake this foundation with praise. Oh, and praise Him. Yes, praise Him. Oh, the Lord is worthy, the Lord is worthy. The Lord is worthy, the Lord is worthy. Tonight we got a right to shake this foundation with praise. Oh, praise Him. Yes, praise Him. Hallelujah. The Lord is worthy. The Lord is worthy. The Lord is worthy. The Lord is worthy. Tonight we got a right. Tonight we got a right. get yourself out of a lot of bad places by praising God. That's right. It never That's fails. Right. You start thanking God right. and praising God, and things change in an instant. It never fails. Right. You all may be seated. The uh, trio is going to sing a song tonight, so let's worship with them as they sing. I was lost in shame, could not get past my blame until he called my name. I'm so glad he changed me, darkness held me down. Jesus pulled me out, I am no longer bound. I'm so glad he changed me, see now. A new creation in Christ, the old is gone, there's new life. I live. By faith, not by sight. There is a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Yes, it's mine. Oh, and I've met the author of my story, and he's mine. Yes, he's mine. There is a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Yes, it's mine. Oh, and I've met the author of my story, and he's mine. Yes, he's mine. Well, sin had left me blind. Jesus opened my eyes. Now I can see the light. I'm so glad he changed me. Now I'm walking free. I've got the victory. It's all over me. I'm so glad he changed me. Now a new creation in Christ The old has gone, there's new life I live by faith, not by sight 
mine, yes, it's mine. Oh, and I've met the author of my story, and he's mine, yes, he's mine. There is a new name written down in glory, and it's mine, yes, it's mine. Oh, yes, and I've met the author of my story, and he's mine. going to stay there turn this service over to the pastor and let him do his thing god bless you brother we love you and appreciate you appreciate you brother sir i'm not always sure what my thing is <laughs> keep thinking if i'm supposed to come out here with a hat dance or something i, I want to thank you for today for a wonderful day and um, i am truly feel like that we are in a place where we can receive that word of God now and and uh, that the Lord orchestrated this to be able to happen. I am thankful for Brother Borders being willing to come and, um, and, and to be with us. We appreciate that so much. But I want to thank you also for, uh, number one, taking the challenge and coming back out tonight. I appreciate that. But also all the guests that we had this morning. Praise the Lord. That was tremendous. And... Um, I have great hope for this young couple, uh, Smoky and Virginia. We are excited about their life, and I'm hoping that we can help them make the next step. Maybe, uh, who knows, maybe they let us get a Bible study with them. And uh, uh, if there are others who are interested, maybe we can set up something and get something going, because uh, the more we look at God's Word, amen, there's, the sky's the limit of what the Lord wants to do in our lives. Amen. And uh, us desiring to be in line with His Word is is such a, a, such a wonderful thing. We have a heritage here. I'm not talking about just the former days of this church. But I'm talking about all the promises of God tonight are yea and amen, waiting to be fulfilled and accomplished in your life and in mine tonight as we hear the word and not just be hearers of the word, but tonight that we would respond in faith. Amen. And I challenge you just to do that, to get a hold of the word of God and love it tonight. And uh, Brother Borders, we want you to come. Thank you for being with us. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Erickson. And everybody said praise the Lord. Isn't it good to be in the house of God? It is good. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go. And uh, that leaves the implication that uh, I haven't got there yet, but just I've got glad at the thought of going. And so you, you, you've got to get thought, you've got to get glad by the thought of going to the house of God before you ever get there. And then once you get here, you're ready to receive something good from the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. I'm glad to be in the house of God. Glad to be in Chelsea. 
And uh, what a tremendous uh, pastor and pastor's wife, brother and sister Erickson are. And I believe God has strategically placed them right here for this hour and this moment for for revival and growth. And I believe God wants to fill these pews and fill this building. Does anybody believe that? Praise God. I believe that. Praise God. We've, we've, got, to, we've got to keep that faith in our mind. And uh, I was uh, pondering the word of the Lord the other day, and some things came to me. Scripture says that uh, Jesus said that I must work the works of him that sent me while it is yet day, because a night cometh when no man can work. And when we look at all of the conditions that are around us, we would say it's getting pretty dark. But as long as he's in the world, there's light, and it's not night yet. So we just might as well keep on working and believe that God can give us apostolic revival in this moment, in this hour, in this place, at this time. Praise God. So come to the house of God every chance you get. And when you come, come with that anticipation, that excitement, that thrill. Get to go, get to, go to church. Get to see what God's going to do and how He's going to touch our heart and life. And I believe God's just going to begin to open the doors and Growth is going to happen in Chelsea, Oklahoma. Praise God. Stand with us tonight. We want to turn to the word of the Lord. We're always glad to be with Brother and Sister Erickson. They've been dear friends over the years. And uh, he's got to spend a lot of time. Their boys and my boys all growing up around the, the same time. And we've enjoyed a lot of moments and encounters. And uh, we're... We're so glad to be here with them today. We're going to read from an Old Testament book in the Song of Solomon. The book of Song of Solomon, chapter 2. Just one verse of scripture here in the 14th verse. Song of Solomon, chapter 2. This is, this is uh, the Solomon speaking to his bride in this 14th verse of Sol Song of Solomon, chapter 2. And he says, Oh, my dove that art in the clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the stairs. Let me see thy countenance, let me hear thy voice, and thy countenance is comely. Speaking now to his bride, he calls her a dove that's in the cleft of the rock, the secret places of the stairs. He asked to see her countenance, to hear her voice, for her voice is sweet and her countenance is comely. I want to preach tonight for just a few moments from this subject, the secret of the stairs. The secret of the stairs. Would you ask the Lord to help us now? Jesus, I'm asking you, Lord, in the next little while that you would help us and to be able to impart the word of God and truths, dear God, that will help us grow and reach up and get a hold, dear God, of things that you have for us. We're believing you for it now. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, bless this place. Bring our faith up in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you do it together with me? Can you lift your hand? Would you tilt your face toward heaven? And can we just give praise to the Lord all over the building? I thank you, Jesus. I praise you today, and I worship you, O oh God. Magnify you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Can we just give him a wave offering together? Thank you, Lord. Thank you tonight, Lord. 
We praise you, O God. We worship you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And you may be seated. God bless you. What an interesting book the book of Song of Solomon is. There's there's an underlining theme that is really found in this unique book in the Old Testament. And it, it, it opens with the story of a young lady who is a shepherdess. And uh, she's been made to feel that she's unattractive and that she lacks beauty uh, because of the conditions and environment that she's had to work in. She says, the sun has made me black because I have worked in the vineyard. And she feels unattractive. She feels there's no beauty that she has and therefore it would exempt her or keep her from any meaningful and lasting relationship. Yet she has a chance encounter. It's an amazing encounter. But she has a, a, an encounter with a shepherd who is leading his flock also in the area where she's working. And, and she, he captures her heart. There's something attractive about him, and she's lured to him. And in the process of this moment, she falls in love with this this shepherd. And she she tells him in Song of Solomon chapter 1, verse number 7, she she just takes takes kind of a little chance here, and she speaks to the shepherd, and she says, Tell me, O thou whom my soul loveth, where thou feedest, where thou makest thy flock, to rest at noon. Now here she is. She feels unattractive. She she feels she has no beauty and she meets the shepherd. And when she meets this shepherd, she falls in love and she takes this chance and she says, let's just kind of put it in modern day English. She says, you know what? I'd really like to get to know you a whole lot better. There's some things I find attractive about you and I feel my heart is is coming your direction and I'd like to know where you rest your flock at so I can have a a, a moment to discover a little more about you. And the remaining of the book of Song of Solomon is the outcome of this chance encounter of this shepherdess with this shepherd and the love that was kindled there and it turns into into a very meaningful and a very lasting relationship. Now, you, you, you have to understand because she, she, feels, she feels excitement. And, and now in the relationship that she develops with this, this shepherd, she, she speaks boldly about her feelings. She says in Song of Solomon 2, verse number 16, she says, My beloved is mine, and I am his and whatever lack of acceptance she felt whatever ugliness she felt she had whatever lack of esteem it's now all taken away and she finds her attractiveness and her beauty now in this relationship with the shepherd and she says my beloved is mine and I am his and so she now feels this little bit of acceptance now if we could leave the story right there if we could just kind of walk away from the story at that particular point, you could have kind of this fairy tale ending 
where everything kind of ends on this high note and it's got this great exclamation. She's, she's felt like she's unattractive. She meets this man and he makes her feel beautiful and she gives her heart away and she feels esteem and she feels attractiveness now and she feels beauty. But, but the reality is, the reality is this, is that every relationship has this thing called reality. Every relationship has this thing where you kind of got to learn to live on the ragged edge of life. Where you have to deal with the highs and the lows and you have to deal with the difficult moments. And in the unfolding of this story, there is in this beautiful love relationship that takes place, there's this raw ruggedness that happens, this ragged edge reality that takes place. And you read throughout the story of the book of Song of Solomon, you read moments of separation. Where this man she fell in love with, she, she can't find or even at times would appear she doesn't even want to find. There's this little bit of turmoil that comes into the relationship and they feel separation. And then there are other moments where she's up and down the streets and she's in the alleys and she's looking. Where is my beloved? Where is my beloved? Tell him I love him. If you find him, tell him I, I I, I, want to, I want to reconnect here. And so there's this constant turmoil that's going on. And then there's times that she sees him. She sees him in a yonder window. She sees him behind a wall. She sees him through a lattice. But he's always seemingly far far away from where she is and so there is this reality that takes place in this relationship and then ultimately reality turns into resentment and there's that one final moment where her her beloved comes to her door and he knocks at the door and she doesn't want to get up she says it's nighttime. I have I, I'm ready for bed I'm ready to go to sleep and I, I don't really have time I've searched for you in the alleys I've looked for you on the streets and I can't find you anywhere and now you show up out of thin air and you knock on my door and you expect me to get up and come and open my door to you I don't think so and so she just kind of lays back down in her bed and he leaves a little ointment a little perfume at the door and suddenly her heart strikes her and she rises up out of the bed and she goes to the door but he's gone and and she can't find him again. And here it is. They're dealing with this, this rugged reality of life. Now really, really you and I. You and I can find ourselves in this story. Because you see our coming to God we were unattractive. Our coming to God, we were sinners. We were lost. We were undone. We were without God. We had no beauty. We had nothing to make us feel worth and value. And, and then we had this chance encounter with the great shepherd, Jesus Christ. And we ran into Him and suddenly our hearts just knit together with Him. And we fell in love with Jesus. And suddenly we felt like that, that, that we, were, we had worth and value and we were attractive, and we felt like that there was just some real, real possibilities in our life. Does anybody remember when you first found God? 
Does anybody remember the joy of that moment when you repented of your sins and it felt like the weight of the building came off? Does anybody remember that moment when you were buried in the name of Jesus Christ and all of your sins were put under the blood? Does anybody remember the moment when you spoke in tongues for the very first time and that well began to spring up on the inside of you? It didn't matter where you come from. It didn't matter what kind of life you'd had. It didn't matter what you got yourself involved with. All of a sudden, with this newfound relationship, there's value and there's worth and you feel like that you're somebody now because you've fallen into the arms of Jesus Christ. We used to sing it kind of like this, and I can't sing. I wish I could, but they tell me not to, so I'll just, I'll just tell you the words. I have found a hope so bright and clear. Living in the realm of grace, oh, the Savior's presence is so near. I can see His smiling face. It's joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Full of glory. Full of glory. It's joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Oh, the half has never yet been told. Does anybody remember the joy of first finding the Lord Jesus Christ? Would you just give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. Ah. Now, if you could just kind of stop that, that, that experience right there. If you could just kind of stop at that moment of conversion. If you could just kind of stop at that moment where you, you first found him and he wrapped his arms around you and you felt this closeness and nearness. But the problem is with any relationship... This relationship we have with God, there is ragged reality that takes place. And in our process of living for God, there's moments when I feel so distant from Him. And there's times in my walk with God that I don't understand what He's doing. And there's times I'm up and down the street saying, where are you, God? Does anybody know where he is? Now, I don't know about you. I'll just talk about me. Maybe all of you know where God is 100% of the time. But there's sometimes I just don't know where he's at. And there's sometimes I'm asking and I even get a little fearful. Where, God, are you? Where are you in the process of all of this? And there's times that he feels like that he's, he's so distant from me. I, I can see him out yonder somewhere, but I can't quite get my hand on him. I can hear his voice somewhere way out there, but I can't feel the nearness of all of this. Now, this is, this is what we got to understand. When you begin a relationship with Christ, it's for the purpose of making us into something that we are not already in that role and in that position. And he has an intention of making us and taking taking us to heights and taking us to places that we could not get there without that relationship with Him. You see, when, 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 when the shepherd found the shepherdess in the book of Song of Solomon, he found a young lady who, was not, who felt she was not attractive, who felt she was not beautiful. But when he looked at her, because you see the shepherd in the book of Song of Solomon is really Solomon himself. He's really a king. He's made himself out to be a shepherd. 
She don't understand the role he's in, but he knows her. And he says, you know what? I want you to be more than a shepherdess. I want you to be a queen. And in the process of our relationship, I'm going to take you from being a shepherdess and I'm going to make you into a queen that's going to sit in my throne with me. Do you understand that when God found us, we didn't really understand the true impact of the relationship? It wasn't that he just found somebody in the alley somewhere. When he found us, he said, you know what? I want to make you kings and priests. I want you to sit in my throne with me. I want you to rule. I want you to reign. I want you to rise up to where you are. So God is in this process. That's what our relationship's about. It's about the process of making me into what he wants me to be and developing me into something that I can't even begin to imagine. But he says, if you just let me work with you a little while, I'll make you something you're not right now, but it's going to be a little higher than where you presently are. Does anybody really want God to make you into what? He wants you to be made into. So you see, the shepherd had these lofty ideals and, and ideas about the shepherdess. He, he speaks of it in, in our text this evening in second, our Song of Solomon chapter 2, verse number 14. He, sa- he calls her a dove. Oh, my dove, he says, let me see thy countenance. Let me hear thy voice. For sweet is thy voice and thy countenance is comely. He said, you know, there's something beautiful about you. There's something attractive about you. But he said, I, I really, I want to take you a little higher. I want to take you a little further than where you are right now. So that's why he says, oh, my dove, that art in the clefts of the rock, in the secret place of the stairs. He said, now, listen, it's not that you're not attractive. And it's not that you're not beautiful. But he said, there's, there's a higher place. There's a place I want to get you to. There's, there's something way up here, yonder somewhere, that I'd like to, to cause you to transcend to. And so he starts talking about the doves that make their nest in the cleft of the rock. This place that's high. This place that is beyond the reach of mortal man. This place that is beyond the reach of of human strength and ability. He talks about the clefts in the rock. That the dove, and it seems so easy because the dove just stretches out her wings and she flies. And off to yonder cliff she goes and she makes her nest there. But then he spoke concerning the stairs that was in that cleft. And when he spoke concerning the stairs, he was talking about those little pieces of rock that jutted out from the side of the cliff wall. And they actually would form sometimes a staircase going up that the cliff of that rock to the cleft where the doves would make their nest. And it was the possibility that a human, if they took their time and was very careful, they could navigate those stairs and they could climb those little bits of rock that was jutted out. And they could eventually arrive at where the dove had just flown to. But the only way to get there for the human was that they must take 
the stairs. They could not just go there. They had to take the stairs to get there. Now he was telling this shepherdess, he said, look, you're a dove. There's beauty I see in you. But he said, there's a place I want to take you. But the only way you can get there is you've got to take the stairs on the side of the cliff to get to the cleft that's in the rock where the doves make their nest. So if you're willing to take the stairs, I can take you a little higher than where you are. Can I tell you a little bit about stairs? Stairs are the means of transition. When you have stairs, it's the means of going from one level to the next. I cannot get up here if this was any higher without these stairs. These stairs become incredibly important for me to move from this level to that level. It makes the journey a whole lot easier. Now if the stairs was not here, I assume that I could I could climb up there. This height would be relative easy, but if it was higher, say it was six foot or seven foot or eight foot higher, I could not get there without the stairs. Now the stairs become the process of transition from one level to the next level. And he's telling the shepherdess there's a place a little higher for you there's a place way up there in the cleft of the rock and to get there you're going to have to take some stairs and make a transition from the level of where you are to the level of where God wants you to go can I tell Chelsea United Pentecostal Church that there's something a little higher than where you are there's something a little loftier than where you are right now you're a beautiful church you're a beautiful congregation you got a sweet spirit God loves you but he says you know what there's something a little higher than where you are right now and if you're willing to take the stairs if you're willing to make the climb you can transition from where you are to the place that God has designed and destined for you you know there's, there's something about stairs that especially as you get older they become a little harder to navigate. Some the the the, the, the younger crew, they, they they can just kind of bound up them, two or three at a time. They 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 can they can take them in stride. But as you get a little older, it becomes a little more difficult to take the stairs. It t- becomes a little more difficult. To make the climb. But you know what Jesus says? If you're willing to make the transition. If you're willing to go from one level to the next level. He said I'll help you make the climb. He said I tell you what if you're willing to do it pastor. If you're willing to make the climb. If you're willing to go down. And and, and climb up to where God wants you to go. I'll stand right here with you. And I'll help you. We'll take it one step at a time now. Just one step at a time. You all right? You okay? We're just going to take it one step at a time. Just just one moment at a time. And you take it just one step at a time. And before long you find yourself at another level in the cleft of the rock where the doves make their nest. Does anybody want to take the stairs tonight? Got to be willing to, to go a, a little higher, a little further than where we go. You see, stairs are are not just the means of of transition, but they are the means of access. Stairs become very vital and important 
not just from transition standpoint, but there are some things that can't be accessed without taking the stairs. You can't get from the bottom level of the house to the upper level of the home. I was in your quarters this afternoon. I've stayed there before, so I know about the stairs that go around there. But you can't get up to that bed that's on the higher level without taking the stairs. The stairs now become a very important means of access from one level to the next. Now, if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we can content ourselves with just my, my mother. My mother lived in a two-story home uh, in Tennessee before I moved her out to where, where I'm at. And, and uh, she had lived there. Her and my dad had bought the house when they came back from overseas. And, and uh, of course, they were younger when they bought the home. And it's, it was a story and a half home. And, and it was a long staircase that went up. And, and uh, dad had passed away. And, and uh, now mom lived there. And she was getting older. And the stairs were becoming difficult to climb. So what she had found out is that she could live quite comfortably on the first level of that home. She didn't have to go to the upper level of the house. She found out that everything she needed was right down there on that first level. She's got her, she's got her kitchen down there. She's got her bedroom down there. She's got a bathroom down there. Everything she needs is on that first level. Now, there are things on that upper level because it being a story and a half home, it had, it had a little attic space off the side, and, and, and you could walk into some of them and just almost stand upright. And it was full of memories and photos and memorabilia that was back in that. But you know what? You don't have to access that. You can live on level one. You don't have to go to level two. You can stay quite comfortably where you're at. You know, for some of us, we've quite, quite kind of contented ourselves with just kind of living on level one we've decided you know I, I, can, I can make out pretty good just finding out where the shepherd is feeding his sheep I, I, I think I can I, I think I can make it pretty good in just finding out about the tent that he set up and I'll just stay on level one and so we've contented ourselves because we don't want to endure taking the stairs we don't want to climb a little higher but can I tell you there's some things a little higher that I can't continue Content myself with just level one. So I don't know about you. I want to access everything he's got. I want to find out everything he's prepared. I want to discover everything that he's got. And if it's not on level one, I'm willing to go to level two. Because I want to go. Does anybody want to take the stairs tonight? Does anybody want to climb a little higher? Is anybody dissatisfied with where you are? I don't want to just his tent. I don't want to just find out where he makes his sheep to rest I want to find out what's in the cleft of the rock I gotta go just a little higher and a little further so I've got to be able to climb that you see there there are some folks brother brother Pew J.T. Pew years ago wrote a book you may have read it brother Erickson he wrote a book to preachers and one of one of the chapters had to do with a preacher making sure that he got plenty of exercise and so this was, this was Brother Pugh's uh, thought. He said, if you go to the hospital to visit a member of the church, he said, park in the back of the parking lot. He said, because you need to get all the exercise you can. 
And he said that way it'll give you the ability to walk. He said, and when you get inside, don't take the elevator. Take the stairs. He said, because that will give you the exercise that you need. Well, you know what? I found out that I kind of like the elevator. The elevator's a whole lot easier. Because the elevator means I don't have to work. The elevator means I don't have to labor. The elevator means I can just kind of shoot up. And I can arrive at my destination. And I don't get near as winded. Go taking the elevator as I do the stairs. And we got a lot of spiritual folk that like the elevator. They don't like the stairs. They want to take the elevator. They want to shoot to the top. But they don't want to climb the steps. We got the, we got the spirit of James and John amongst us. Can one sit on his left and one sit on his right in your glory? Let's just get the elevator and let's go all the way to the top. And the Lord said the only way you access the left and the right is you got to climb the steps are you willing to be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with and if you're willing to take the steps you can have the left and the right in my glory but you can't get there by elevator I'm preaching to somebody tonight to tell you God wants to take you a little higher but it may be a tough climb and it may be a hard climb but if you're willing to make the climb there's something a little higher in the cleft to the rock am I preaching anybody tonight that would just like to go a little higher tonight and a little further in Jesus Christ so he said there's these steps these stairs that lead to this cleft way up here at the top it has a realm and it has an aura and there are things there that cannot be acquired by any other means but getting to the top. That's the reason why the writer of the book of Song of Solomon, he writes in, in chapter 4 and verse number 8, he says, Come with me from Lebanon, my spouse. Come with me from Lebanon. Look from the top of Amana, from the top of Shinar and Hermon, from the lion's den, from the mountains of the leopards. He said, in other words, he said, don't settle for the valleys. Let's go to the top. Don't settle for the low places. Let's go to the top. Let's not just settle for the ordinary, but let's go all the way from to the top because at the top, there's a view that you can't get in the valley. Now, I know it would be easier to stay in the valley. And I know it would be easier to stay on level one. But, oh, friend, if you're willing to take the stairs, if you're willing to make the climb, there's something at the top that He wants to show you and reveal to you if you're willing to go. And so God told Moses, He said, or Moses told God, He said, show me your glory, God. I just want to see you glory and he said I'm sorry Moses you can't see my glory unless you get into the cleft of the rock and if you get in the cleft of the rock you can see my glory but 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 Lord how do I get to the cleft of the rock he said I tell you what if you'll take the stairs and you'll go to the cleft I'll show you my glory so our prayer in Chelsea Oklahoma is show us your glory and God said I'll tell you where my glory is 
It's not amongst the tents. And it's not in the valley. But it's at the top. And if you're willing to climb the stairs, if you're willing to climb the steps, God will show you His glory. Can I tell somebody on this Sunday night, God's not done with Chelsea, Oklahoma. God's not done with the United Pentecostal Church in Chelsea. There's a cleft in the rock. There's a place where the glory is manifested if somebody is willing to take the stairs. But you got to be willing to make the climb. And sometimes it gets a little tough. Sometimes it gets a little difficult. Sometimes the knees don't always work. And sometimes the hip feels the pressure. But ah, if I can just climb a little higher. And sometimes there's the rugged, re- the rugged reality of life where I feel like that God is so far away. But if I can just make the climb, if I can just go the distance, there's glory. Would somebody just lift your hands to Him right now? And would you give a little praise to the Lord all across this building? That's it. Come on, Chelsea. Come on. God is wanting you to go a little higher. He's wanting you to go a little further tonight. Somebody needs to climb the steps of prayer. Somebody climb the steps of fasting. Somebody climb the steps of consecration. Somebody climb the steps of dedication. Somebody climb the steps of commitment. Let's go a little higher. There's something up here God's got for us. I'm not content with the valley. I'm not just content with the tents and the shepherd's place. I'm content with what is a little higher where His glory is to be manifested and shown to me. That's where I want to go. You see, Jacob, Jacob's in a journey. He's in a journey from his homeland back to his, the land where his mother came from. And there, while he stopped in a place called Luz, Scripture says that he saw a ladder set up with its, its bottom set up on earth and the top of it reaching unto heaven. And that ladder was an invitation to Jacob. And said, Jacob, now remember, Jacob is called a man about the tent. Esau was known as a man about the field. Jacob was a man about the tent. And now he sees a ladder in Luz. And God says, you know what? You can stay a man about the tent. Or you can climb the ladder. And you can go a little higher. You can climb the ladder. And you can make a journey. And you can take the steps. And you can go a little further. And Jacob, Jacob doesn't take the ladder. He buys bypasses the ladder. He stays to be just a man about the tent. And for the next 20 years he becomes a landowner and he owns flock and he raises great herds and he makes great wealth but he's just on level one. He's just down as a man about the tent but on the way back on the way back that angel that had been at the top of that ladder came all the way down to meet him at that brook and at the brook Jacob and the angel got to wrestling together and Jacob decided I don't want to stay a man about the tent I want to go a little higher and that night he took the steps and he went a little higher and God changed his name from Jacob to Israel a prince that has power with God I've come to tell somebody tonight I'm not content with just Joellen amongst the tents I've got to go a little higher where he changes me transforms me alters me and makes me a new creature in Christ Jesus. It's Nathaniel. It's Nathaniel in the New Testament. 
The Bible tells us that Nathaniel had seen the Lord and that he had experienced him. But as he sees him, he's given an invitation from, from the Lord to not stay where he's at. Scripture tells us in John chapter 1 and verse number 49 that Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. And Jesus says, Because I saw thee sitting under the fig tree, believest thou, thou shalt see greater things than these. He said, Nathanael, you've got a choice. You can either stay under the fig tree or you can take a Take a journey and you can climb the stairs and you can go a little higher. And he said, verily, verily, I say unto you hereafter, you shall see heaven open and the angels of a God, angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. You're going to see this ladder. You're going to see this staircase. And you got to make a decision. Do I want to just sit under the fig tree or do I want to climb and go a little higher? I believe tonight I can feel you your spirit here this evening that says you know what we don't want to stay where we are we want to go a little higher we want to go a little further we don't want to stay amongst the tent we don't want to stay under the fig tree but we want to climb the step whatever it is however high we need to go whatever the journey is it may not be easy navigating those steps it may not be easy making that climb I may have a little difficulty and this one this one may be be just a, a narrow step but if I can get a foothold did you know the Bible says God orders the steps the steps he orders the steps now we've always thought of that as just the steps walking steps walking but could it be that he's not just talking about my walking but he orders my steps he orders the stairs and he says you know what I put a staircase here for you now there's not much foothold there it's just barely big enough for one foot to get on but I tell you what if you're willing to make the climb push yourself up on it I'll help you I'll balance you right there get your balance now just hang on because we're going to make another climb we're going to go another step and he has another little place jutting out there and he says now come on put your foot I'm going to help you now and he starts up and the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord I'm here to tell you that God is ordering the steps of Chelsea Oklahoma if someone is willing to take the stairs God is going to take you to the cleft of the rock and there will be glory there will be revival there will be an outpouring there will be a move of God there will be a place at his side where you will see him if you're willing to take the stairs is anybody in Chelsea tonight willing to make the climb to find what is in the cleft of the rock tonight oh hallelujah would you just stand with me tonight all over the building and would somebody just lift your hand to heaven now all across this building would you just lift your face toward him and would you put your hand now in the hand of the Lord and would you let him, would you let him pull you up the steps? Would you let him take you toward the stairs and say, God, if you'll help me make the climb, I'll climb higher than where I am. If you'll help me make the climb, God, I'll go further than I am. I won't just stay at the tent level. 
I won't just stay feeding amongst the sheep, but I'll climb a little higher. I'll go to the cleft that's in the rock. That's it all over this building right now. Somebody reach your hand out to the Lord now. Reach your heart out. God's got some things for you, Chelsea. God's got some revival for you. Come on, he's got a move of God. These pews, these pews need to be filled. This building needs to be full. And God says if you're willing to make the climb, if you're willing to take the stairs, if you're willing to go a little higher than where you are right now, that God has got a place for you in his side. Praise God. Praise God. I wonder tonight on this Sunday evening if you feel a little pull from the shepherd tonight. Maybe you don't understand everything God's trying to get you to do. Maybe you don't understand all the places that he's trying to take you. Maybe you don't understand how he's working on you. Maybe you don't understand how he's laboring over you. But you just feel a little pull from the Lord tonight. Come a little higher. Come a little higher. Step on up on the steps. Sometimes they're kind of narrow. Sometimes they're just kind of barely there. But if you're willing to climb, I've got some things for your family. I've got some things for your home. I got some things for your community. If you feel that little pull tonight and you feel that tug of the Lord, would you just join me at this front now? Would you just come and present yourself to the Lord and say, all right, God, I don't know where we're going. I don't know what all you're doing. But God, I want to see the glory that's in the cleft of the rock. God, I want to see what you prepared for me a little higher. I'm thankful, Lord, you called me. I'm thankful, God, you took somebody attractive and made me feel attractiveness Lord but take me even higher take me even further take me beyond the tent now God I gotta go that's it come on somebody commit yourself to the steps somebody commit yourself to the staircase God if you'll help me if you'll help me up those stairs is the revival for my family. Up those stairs is the revival for my community. Up those stairs is the revival for my church. Up those stairs is the revival for my lost loved ones, my lost children. If I'll climb the steps, that's it. That's it. Come on now. All over the building. Somebody just take a few moments on this Sunday night. Come on. There's a secret to the stairs. It's taking the climb. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There you go. That's it, my friend. That's it, sir. That's it, ma'am. Let's just climb a little higher now. Come on. He's with us. He's with us. He's climbing with us. He's taking our hand right now. He's pulling us a little higher. Hallelujah. I'll take the steps of prayer. I'll take the steps of fasting. I'll take the steps of giving. I'll take the steps of commitment. I'll take the steps of travail. I'll take the steps of intercession. But I'm going a little higher. I'm going a little further. Hallelujah. 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 There you go. There you go. That's it. That's it. Yes. Yes. At the top of the stairs. At the top of the stairs. At the top of the stairs is revival. At the top of the stairs is the glory. At the top of the stairs is a move of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 
There you go. There you go now. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. 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 Praise God. Why don't a sister take the hand of another sister and a brother take the hand of another brother? And by doing so, why don't you just say, you know what? Come climb with me. Come climb with me. Come on, let's go a little higher together. That's it. Come on now. Come climb with me. Come climb with me now. Hallelujah. 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 Come climb with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There you go. There you go. Come on, sister. If you'll climb with me, I'll climb with you. Come on, we'll take the stairs together. We'll do it one service at a time. We'll do it one revival at a time. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's it, Chelsea. Come on, we're going to climb the stairs. Come on, we're going to climb the steps. We're going to make the transition. Praise God. We're going to make, we're going to access what He's got there. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. There you go. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I feel the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah, He's leading us higher. Come on now, He's leading us higher. He's taking us further. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, I feel an air of revival. I feel a spirit of expectancy. Come on, I feel somebody says, you know what? We've been on level one too long. I'm ready to find out what's on the top floor. I'm ready to access it. I'm ready to get it. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I don't mean to belabor the point. I just feel this. Brother Erickson, come here. Sister Erickson, come here. Just come stand right here. Come here and stand here together. What a beautiful pastor and wife. Praise God. God's given to Chelsea in a difficult moment of time. God, God has filled the, the, the place. And He's given you such a wonderful man of God. It's going to take you a little higher. It's going to take you a little further. Thank God for level one, but we'll fix and access something a little higher. We're going to go a little further. I would, I would some of you just come gathering around this blessed man of God and his wife. And by doing so, just reach over and lay your hand on them and say, come on, we're here to help you. We're going to climb the steps together. There you go. Come on now. We're going to climb the stairs together. Hallelujah. One step at a time, God's going to order our steps. One step at a time, God's going to get us there. One service at a time. One Sunday at a time. One revival at a time. That's it. Come on, Pastor. Let's climb the steps. Come on, let's take the stairs. We don't want to just be tent dwellers. We don't want to just dwell amongst the, the, the valleys. We want to go higher. We want to go further. There you go. That's it. Come on, pray over them. Pray over them. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Come on, Chelsea. We're going higher. We're going beyond tent level. We're going beyond tent level. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. At the tents, the sheep rest. But in the cleft of the rock, they see the glory. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's it. Reach up and embrace it. Reach up and embrace it now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody help us rejoice now. Somebody help us rejoice. I don't know where on the staircase case we are, but we're somewhere on the staircase to heaven. I don't know what level we're on, but I know we're a little higher than we started this morning. Somebody rejoice a little bit now. Somebody praise. Hallelujah. That's it. Come on, let's just break out in a little rejoicing. Let's just break out in a little rejoicing right now. Let's just break out in a little rejoicing. There you go. There you go. Come on, somebody let the well spring up a little bit now. Hallelujah. I'm going higher. I'm going higher. I'm going higher. I'm going higher. I'm going further in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, 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 Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
Hallelujah. Oh, let's just praise him tonight. Let's thank him right now. Truly, the Lord has spoken to Chelsea. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. These were not merely words penned and prepared for a sermon, but this was God orchestrating something great in this town, in our lives. Hallelujah. I feel that sweet presence that that confirmation of God's spirit in this place. The Lord truly is honoring his word. Amen. The Lord is going to take us. We are going to climb this stair. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. We want the real McCoy, don't we? We want to do this God's way. We want to grow according to God's promises of his word. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing here and what the Lord wants to accomplish. Brother Borders, I pray that you'll come from time to time frequently and, and help us. We appreciate your ministry so much. Amen. And in church, you all are, are handpicked by the Lord to be here at this hour. Don't belittle yourself. Don't, don't feel like you're insignificant. have to trust right now that God is, is doing a great work. Amen. Oh, I like what I feel in this place. May God bless each and every one of you. Thank you so much for coming out, sister, being with us tonight. Sister Jones, we appreciate you. Amen. And uh, so thankful for what the Lord has done this morning and now tonight. And um, we, we just need to keep having these times where we are putting our focus on the Lord. Stepping away from our busy schedule, our day-to-day -day obligations, all the cares of life, and we are able to make our way to the house of God and be able to get our mind on what the Lord would speak to the church. And that's, that's what's happened here today. Amen. Thank you for your devotion and your commitment. I don't know exactly what all that means, climbing the stairs. I don't know what this next step will require. 
I don't know anything. All I know is that I want to be on it. I want to be a part of it. And, and I'm excited about what God is doing. Amen. Lord bless you, church. Love you. And thank you so much for coming this extra day, this extra service. I know, it was an, I know it's an effort, and um, my alarm went off, and I wasn't sure if it was uh, yesterday, today, or forever. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm so glad today, amen, to come and meet the one who is yesterday, today, and forever. God bless you. Have a wonderful night, and uh, thank you, and we'll look forward. Uh, Wednesday night, we'll have a great Bible study here, and um, next Sunday, looking forward to church already. Praise the Lord. I'm going to work between now and then, and I'm going to see if we can get some more folks to come out. Amen. Because we've got a great thing going, we might as well share it. Amen. God bless you.